Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm... Wait, am I the straight-laced psychotherapist? I thought I was going to be the unconventional hypnotherapist, and you were going to be the super serious trauma specialist. No, you are going to be the relationship expert. Like, love expert. And you're going to be the specialist who guides people with down-to-earth techniques for transmuting trauma? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay, good. I'll be the love expert. I mean, I am the love expert. I think we have this all sorted out. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, a therapist at Anchor Light, and this is Holding Ground. Today and every Monday, we've got a little bit of everything for you. Shall we? Yeah, let's do this. Good morning and welcome to Holding Ground with Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. I am Laura Richer and I am the founder of Anchor Light as well as a licensed psychotherapist. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Mooney, and she is our resident trauma therapist. And so together every Monday morning at 9, we're live here on KKNW 1150 AM. And you can also check us out on any of the podcast platforms. So good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Laura. And to our listeners... Excited to be here for episode six. Can you believe it's already episode six? No, so, I really can't. <laughs> we're just, the, the episodes are flying by. Yeah. So we are going to continue talking about love and trauma, both of our specialties, which I'm very excited about. And we have a very interesting show today where you're going to tell us a little bit more about what we've been promising our audience yeah. is all about EMDR therapy. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, I love doing our own thing kind of here on the radio show. And, you know, the last two episodes focused a lot on self-care and interpersonal relationships. Yes. And I hope everyone's been doing their homework. Um, and if you missed our previous episode, you can check it out on our website, uh, anchorlighttherapy.com. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go to the media tab and you can see all of our previous shows if you right. missed any of our previous episodes. Um, so... Just like therapy, we have to put what we learn into action outside of our time on the radio together. Right. And so today we're going to switch gears and we're going to do our first really trauma-focused uh, episode. So Michelle came over to Anchor Light to work with me just a few months ago. But uh, we go further back than that. We actually met when we were both still in grad school yes. doing our internships at mm -hmm. a community health uh, organization. Mm -hmm. And I just did a semester there, but Michelle spent quite a bit more time there yes. and worked in community mental health. And if you know anything about community mental health, um, unfortunately, the, the population that community mental health serves does experience a disproportionate amount of trauma. And so Michelle has a lot of expertise mm -hmm. in this topic. And so I'm so excited that we're going to be talking about this today. So Michelle, let's just get to it. Tell us a little bit about what EMDR therapy is how you use that with clients, and how it helps them. Okay. Well, first of all, Laura, I would like to say I feel very lucky that I started my mental health career in community mental health. I served a lot of populations of all kinds. Um, and unfortunately, like you said, a lot of clients have a lot more trauma um, disproportionately in that community. So who are the populations that are primarily served in community um, mental health? So it's a wide range of populations, mm -hmm. um, but community mental health usually only takes government insurance, so mm -hmm. Medicaid, Medicare. So it's really extending mental health care to um, populations who you know don't normally or in the past haven't um, had access to mental health care. Yes. So yeah. I know when I was interning there, um, I worked specifically with the homeless population mm -hmm. right. and did uh addiction counseling mm -hmm. and I know that you've done some of that work as well yes. as really specializing on people who have had severe traumatic 
experiences. Right. Yeah. And again, with um, populations who are lower income, had a lot of homelessness, um, you know, maybe adverse child um, child experiences as they were growing up. Um, yeah, I gathered a lot of knowledge about trauma. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to now be, you know, to get to do this with you. Yes. Yes. So and. It, at Anchor Light, our population of clients that we service and give a provide service to in private practice is a little bit different. But EMDR therapy is really exper- is really effective for anyone who has anxiety or any yeah traumatic di- type of disorder. Yeah, it's consistent. I mean, across all populations, across all cultures, in a lot of ways, you can really use it with you know any adverse life experience. So we talk a lot in the show about trauma, but really that is any adverse life experience that gets you stuck. So it it doesn't matter what it is because if you're stuck, we need to work that out and get you unstuck. And this is a therapy that can really help you. Yes, which is why I'm so excited to be offering EMDR at Anchor Light. And just for people who don't know, what does EMDR stand for? Yes, it is eye movement desensitization. 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 I swear I'm the (laughs) expert here. Um, And reprocessing. So we just call it EMDR for short for that reason. And it's something that's really important right now. And I'm so excited, like I said, to be offering it at our practice because people are experiencing so much stress. Mm -hmm. They're feeling very anxious about what's happening in the world. They might be feeling... Uh, stuck because they've experienced a job loss or mm-hmm. fear around their health. I mm-hmm. mean, there's just so many things that this is a therapy that can help you with. So yep. very excited to talk about this today. So you're ready to give us the breakdown here? I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here. We uh, looked at some scientific studies that we're going to be sharing in the show about how EMDR therapy works and what, what the research has shown us. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen a lot in the news and just pop culture of celebrities who are starting to talk about the work they've done in therapy using EMDR. And one of those um, people who I came across is Rachel Evan Woods, who is an actress. And she had this to say about her experience. She says, I just started EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It's a kind of trauma therapy. And I must say it is absolutely fantastic. Crying has never felt so Hmm. good. Mm-hmm. For people struggling with their past traumas or for PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, I highly recommend this intense but very effective treatment. I've been through a lot, but my eyes are clear and hopeful. Also, no shame in getting help. Yeah, exactly. And that's an important piece, right? When we finally get to a place where we know we're stuck, we know things aren't going quite right with inside of ourselves. You know, trauma has a big impact. It really can affect the way we connect with others and the world and how we view relationships Mm -hmm. with others and the world. So and always remembering to show yourself compassion around that, Mm -hmm. but also knowing when it's time to maybe get more help. Um, and I really love that quote by uh, the actress that you were talking about. And I think she's also a producer, um, you know, really diving in. And like she said, crying never felt so good because she was releasing some of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the past will always be there. And we have to remember that. But it doesn't have to control us anymore. It doesn't have to be a barrier for how we connect with others um, and ourselves, right? Because we believe a lot of things about ourselves after we have traumatic experiences. So I'm a failure. I'm worthless. All of that we can learn through trauma. So when we explore those things in EMDR, it can be difficult. We can cry. That's the release of the control that it has over us. And it's really an understanding process of, okay, 
this is what happened to me. This is how I can reframe it, reprocess it, and integrate it in a way that is functional for us. So thinking about a filing cabinet, right? So we are storing trauma in a certain area of our brain. Maybe we don't want to look at that, right? Because we don't want to have those feelings. Those feelings are scary. But taking that folder, looking at what's inside of there, and then putting it in the right place, integrating it in a way that um, is healing for us, that it doesn't affect us anymore in the way that it does now. Yeah, and I love that because... Like you said, a lot of times people don't want to access these memories. And mm-hmm. EMDR is a type of therapy where you're going to go back and look at uh, traumatic memories to reprocess them so that they don't have the same emotional impact on you. Exactly. But sometimes that's scary because people don't want to experience those feelings. But the benefit is that you get to release them, that you don't mm-hmm. have to hold on to mm-hmm. them. Right. And if it worked that we could just compartmentalize things and then just tuck them away and they wouldn't bother us anymore – then we would encourage people to do that. However, yeah. it doesn't work. So no, you have no. to kind of go back. We would need therapy, yeah. right? We <laughs> could fix all of these things all of our on our own. But the truth is, is sometimes we need guidance and more in-depth interventions. Yeah. And that's really what this is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you can't, so that you're not stuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the experts on trauma that has a really great book called The Body Keeps the Score, yes. Basil Vanderkoek, is a mm-hmm. psychiatrist and researcher at uh, Boston University. And he has said this about trauma. We have learned that trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past. It is also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain, and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. Trauma results in a fundamental reorganization in the way mind and brain manage perceptions. Mm-hmm. It changes not only how we think and what and what we think about, but also our very capacity to think. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and again, of course, we can't change the past, right? Yeah. Things, But things come up and we need to look at those things and it can be scary. Um But, you know, releasing those things that are in our mind and our body. And that you can heal from that. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I like what he how he explains this, that having a traumatic event that you don't if you don't address resolving it, it actually changes the way that your brain thinks. So you will feel um, especially you said it changes your relationships, Mm -hmm. the way that you interact with the world because Mm -hmm. you don't feel safe. You're feeling that that you're not in a safe place even when you are because your brain has been changed by that experience. But the good news is. With EMDR, we can help you go back to a healthier level of functioning. Yes, exactly. Or you can, Michelle. Yeah. 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 And, you know, a lot of hesitation in entering therapy and entering trauma therapy and, you know, specifically and then thinking about, okay, EMDR, it might bring up memories I don't want to think about. And when we're not doing therapy, we file those away again. And we do that in a way because our brains don't want to look at it. Instead of connection with the world around us and others, we resort to what can protect us, right? Anxiety tells us that there's something wrong in our environment. Um, depression tells us that maybe life isn't as fulfilling and um, as, you know, as we would like it to be. So these things inform us, but we try to push those away because we want to protect ourselves. But when we're putting up that barrier mm-hmm. to protect ourselves, we're not getting over that and past that to more enriching life experience exactly and so that's what how people find themselves stuck and then they might even find themselves engaging in numbing Mm -hmm. behaviors to try to avoid that Mm -hmm. so very very cool so we talked a little bit earlier about uh community mental health and the and the population that you worked with in community mental health and i was thinking about for our show because we work in private practice 
who are the clients that we can really help in private practice? What Mm -hmm. kind of issues would they be addressing? Mm -hmm. And a few of the thoughts that came to mind is, you know, because often we're not working with clients who were victims of violent crimes or they've never been on the front lines of a war fighting Mm -hmm. in combat. So the clients that I work with that I have seen really benefit from EMDR therapy are actually working with a little more... um, kind of everyday kind of stuff, but it, it but it can be very debilitating and create obstacles in your life. And the first thing I thought about was work experiences. Yes. A lot of people have had traumatic work experiences mm-hmm. where maybe they've been fired or yeah. they've been highly criticized yep. or they're not able to move forward in an organization. They're always being held back. Mm-hmm. And through those experiences, they really start to believe that they aren't good enough, mm-hmm. that they've They're done something wrong. They're not working hard enough, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And exactly, because there's a lot of pressure in our society and with a lot of folks that we do work with in private practice, you know, I'm, I'm working 70-hour weeks and mm-hmm. I'm still not getting things exactly. done. I feel like no matter how much effort I put into something, I'm always failing. I'm always falling short. Um, so a lot of those things can come up um, in work experiences. And with EMDR, and we'll get into the details in a couple of seconds here, But that can really, so let's say I'm at work and I feel really criticized by my boss all the time. That might actually be related to something that happened in the past. So when we got criticized as a child or in our teen years, right, oh, here comes that criticism again. And we can, from that, learn to interpret feedback Mm -hmm. as criticism. So any kind of guidance we might get, like, oh, I'm being criticized, Mm -hmm. right? And so learning where that came from, going back to where that first started and then continue to resolve that going forward. Because if we just deal with the present trigger or Mm -hmm. the present um, event, we can be missing where we actually learn those things. So it's what's presenting for the client now and then how can we resolve that? So really identifying where that response originated from and Mm -hmm. then and then probably working back from there, I would mm-hmm. imagine, to yes. see what happened. So, you know, I've had clients who report physically. They feel physically sick when they mm-hmm. maybe they had a traumatic experience at work or maybe they felt like they looked foolish in a meeting or yeah. something like that. And so the next time they go to a meeting, they feel physically sick, like yep. they have a stomach ache or they mm-hmm. ha- they're having physical symptoms mm-hmm. of anxiety. So it really impacts their work performance at that point. They're holding back. They're not expressing themselves. Mm -hmm. So doing this kind of work can actually have real tangible results in your everyday life, like like helping your performance at work. Yeah, helping your performance. A common one is public speaking, right? Mm -hmm. So when we have to get up in front of our colleagues, give a presentation, or, you know, God forbid, a whole room full of people, right? Um, Those can be very and insecure situations and then in that example right we would go back to a time where you know you learn that if I stand up in front of people I might be criticized I might be judged maybe we had an adverse public speaking or maybe like theater experience in high school where we forgot our lines right it can go all the way back to these things and then resolving that and then again moving forward yep yep you know another example that I thought of uh, that occurs quite a bit in our business is I do couples therapy mm-hmm. um, and I work with couples who sometimes have a lot of, of obstacles in physical intimacy and that can really be rooted mm-hmm. in one of the partners having a negative past sexual experience yes. and it might not be necessarily a violent experience like a rape but it could be an unwanted experience mm-hmm. even if it was even if it was something that was that they consented to mm-hmm. and that even though they're now in a healthy relationship they're still holding on to this past trauma and it's causing 
problems in their current relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So a good example of that is maybe there's some emotional trauma around sexual experiences. So if you're consistently, let's say, in uh, relationships that are only physical, right, which Mm -hmm. is totally fine, Mm -hmm. but we might learn from that, okay, attachment to others is just sex, right? Mm -hmm. And then having a healthy relationship where emotions attach to that can Mm -hmm. be very scary. Mm -hmm. So we can put barriers around that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's hard to reconcile the two. Yes, yes. exactly. Because I learned this consistently over time. You know, you learn to expect that's going to happen again Mm -hmm. and then something new presents it. But our bodies and our minds are still telling us, like, this is how it has to be. And then there's fear jumping into something that might be more than what we're used to. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So, again, another awesome way that EMDR can help people who are just feeling stuck in something from the past and they want to move forward from it. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So... Again, first making that call, right? It can sometimes be hard, but that's the start of the therapeutic journey, right? And reaching out and getting more information um, about the first step that we can take. And um, so Lady Gaga actually had a really good quote about her journey with PTSD. And she's somebody who really brings mental health to the forefront. She's very honest about it. And that's just, that's again, great. We're talking about these things now more and more. And her um, experience is my body is the one place and my mind is another. It's like panic accelerated in my mind and it gets stuck and I'm paralyzed with fear. I think that that is such a great description of what trauma feels like for people or especially people who are experiencing symptoms of PTSD, that Mm -hmm. your your body is in the present moment, but your mind is going somewhere else and it's keeping you in that state of panic. Yeah. Because logically, we can view a situation like maybe we are getting triggered in some way, right, which can be people, places, things, tastes, smells, mm-hmm. um, think, let's let's say, like, I hear a slamming door, right, because I, every time I heard a slamming door as a kid, mm-hmm. that meant trouble was coming and I'm about to get yelled at, right? So we can still have that same body experience, that same fear around it, even if our minds know logically that's not happening again. Um, so again, EMDR can go back to those things, right, and resolve where we first learned, like maybe a door slamming or yelling is really dangerous, danger is coming. So detaching those feelings from it, that experience and, yeah. again, emotionally and physically. Yeah. 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 That is so important. I mean, in, again, in couples therapy, I see quite a bit of this uh, when you work with someone who is really conflict avoidant. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere along the line that they learned that conflict meant danger. And so they completely yeah. avoid any conflict with their partner and the problem with that is is that you can never resolve anything Mm -hmm. in your relationship it actually ultimately ends up creating more conflict so learning ways that you know even if you lived in a very high conflict home where there was Mm -hmm. a lot of yelling Mm -hmm. that if you can resolve some of those issues and you can have more productive ways of handling conflict Mm -hmm. in your life which is always helpful yeah we can relearn and retrain our brains the grooves in our brains Mm -hmm. actually can change the grooves in our brains actually are something that again, can kind of store these things, it, you know, influences how we might react to a certain situation. So there's emotions, there's body sensations, and then there's how we externalize it. And a lot of times we project it onto others in other situations, yeah, in mm-hmm. other situations in the world or at work, et cetera. But those grooves can actually change. We can have new grooves in mm-hmm. our mind. And that's one thing that EMDR helps with. So the good news is healing is possible. Good. I love that. All right. Well, I think this is a great time for us to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll be talking more about how EMDR therapy can help clients heal from the past and overcome the obstacles 
they have in their current life so that they can move forward in a healthy and positive way. You are listening to Holding Ground on KKNW. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Welcome to Isla Earth. Remember Carol King's song, Up on the Roof? You know, when this old world starts getting me down and people are just too much for me to face, I'll climb up to the top of the stairs and mow the lawn. I don't remember that. Well, nowadays, escaping to the roof is taking on a whole new dimension with a phenomenon called green roofs. According to the EPA, planting vegetation over a waterproof membrane can reduce heating and cooling costs, insulate against sound, absorb pollution, reduce sewage loads, and extend the life of roofing materials. While the initial cost of construction is considerably higher than using conventional materials, over time, the savings make it cost competitive. Plus, as demand for green roofs goes up, the price is expected to go down. They're already a big hit in Europe and noteworthy installations in the U.S. include the Green Roof at Gap Headquarters in California and Chicago's City Hall. Maybe a green roof is right for you. The details have already been worked out. All you have to do is figure out how to get the lawnmower up there. Learn more at islaearth.org. Isla Earth is produced by the Catalina Island Conservancy with support from its Fund for a Sustainable Planet because Earth is an island. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Holding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. 
Welcome back to Holding Ground. And today we are talking all about EMDR therapy. Um, And just a reminder, if you want more information on us, you can find us at anchorlighttherapy.com and all over social media and YouTube and podcasts and all that good stuff. Yeah, so we got it all for yeah. you. can find us anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so because we're getting to know all about EMDR therapy today, which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, I'm going to get that Thank here. Thank you, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and today, Michelle, who is Anchor Light Therapy's resident trauma expert and EMDR therapist, we're asking her to break it down for us and let us mm-hmm. know what EMDR is, how it works, mm-hmm. and who it can help. So In our first segment, we talked about how emotional and physical trauma can really find a home in our bodies. Yes, that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. And these physical responses that we have are triggered um, by traumatic experiences that are in the past. And that's Mm -hmm. where we want to leave them. And Mm -hmm. that's what EMDR can help you do. Yeah. So, Michelle, tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So, again, EMDR is effective for anyone who's had an adverse life experience. So, anywhere from, you know horrendous sexual abuse, physical abuse to, again, having issues at work, learning about where those kind of come from. So um, sudden, really sudden end to a breakup. Yes, that's a huge one. Right. Yeah. Um, So, again, yeah, it's appropriate for everyone if you have something that you want to get unstuck. So it's really a process. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we have to keep in mind. Right. Because depending on how far back our memories go that are associated and maybe we have several things that we want to clear. Right. Sometimes there's one trigger or one incident that happened when we have complex trauma and it happens over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. So um, it just varies on how long it takes. But the first thing I like to do Mm -hmm. when I'm doing EMDR and which is actually part of the model is showing people new coping mechanisms and relaxation techniques. Um, So there's a handful of those that we learn that we use both in EMDR and outside um, therapy. So again, continuing that therapy process outside of the room, right? So um, what would one of those coping tools be? Well, one I really like is called light stream. So this one is visualization technique. You close your eyes and you kind of think of a thought or an event that is, you know, maybe troubling you. And so you assess it on, you put it into your body, right? You have, you call it a shape. So let's say it's a triangle, right? Mm-hmm. So you focus on that triangle inside of you. We say, what color is it? You know, what does it represent? What is the texture of that? And then we visualize this light stream, this healing light stream that's connecting with that triangle. And then we sit there and we just let that light heal that uh, triangle. And then we go back, right? Is that triangle smaller? Does it change color? Is it, does it have a better physical sensation Mm -hmm. when you touch it? So it's a really visualization and kind of more imaginary, but it really focuses you in on your body. There's a healing element to that. So if something comes up that maybe is too hard to deal with in the moment during EMDR, we go back to those coping Mm -hmm. mechanisms. So, you know, it's not like keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, maybe we're done for today and let's do one of these techniques. Mm -hmm. If you need to do it throughout the week, if something comes up, um, you can do it then. Um, So the next thing we do is develop a treatment plan. So what are all the memories we want to target? What are all the present triggers? And kind of developing the treatment plan around that. So we now have a guide in what we want to heal. Um, And again, depending on how many events and triggers you might have, that um, treatment plan can look a little bit different. So I don't give a specific time to clients. A lot are like, okay, will this be healed in five sessions? Well, maybe. Um, But again, we have to learn those first steps, the coping mechanisms, all the tools. So we do that within the room. Um, 
Yeah. And it just depends what you're working on. Something, Mm -hmm. some things are, like you said, complex trauma Mm -hmm. that's gone on for years is going to take longer to resolve than maybe you were in a, maybe a a car accident and you're you're experiencing a little PTSD when Mm -hmm. you're driving. Like that might be a shorter thing that wouldn't take as many sessions. Whereas if we're talking about 20 years of a domestic violence situation, Mm -hmm. that's going to take much longer. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, so one thing I like to remind people is EMDR is an ev- ev- evidence-based intervention that has been widely researched in studies. So um, I've seen many examples of this working. Um, so one I can give you is I've had a client recently who was in an emotionally abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. There was no physicality to it, but it was very gaslighty. Um, she was told a lot of things that were negative about herself. And one thing that happened is she got triggered. Um, the relationship has been over for several years, but when she would see a similar car to this person you know that this partner had it would bring up all that fear is it him I have to be hyper vigilant and look in the driver's seat right and then over time through EMDR she can now look at those cars as just another car on the road she maybe doesn't even notice so those triggers don't come up Um, so after successfully um, completing EMDR around this trigger again she it didn't affect her anymore and that's so empowering because if you're going to feel this overwhelming sense of fear and anxiety every Mm -hmm. time you see a car a certain Mm -hmm. kind of car especially if it's a common car on the road Mm -hmm. that can be really debilitating that can cause a lot of you know you might start avoiding going certain places or even maybe leaving your house so doing something to resolve that can have a really positive lasting impact on your life in ways that you know that can be really big yeah yep so I think this is a good time, Lauren, is to jump in what a session might actually look like in EMDR, okay. how yeah. we do that. So, of course, it's called eye movement, right? Mm-hmm. So we focus on, oh, I'm going to have to, like, follow somebody's eye, uh, fingers in front of my face, back and forth. You usually do 20 rep- repetitions. So if I'm sitting with you in my office, mm-hmm. right, and, Laura, I say, you know, go back to that time when you were in theater and you forgot your lines. And then we do some reprocessing around that, maybe with eye movements. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is there's a lot of other techniques. So eye movements, you know, I'm going to have to sit pretty close to you. A lot of people can sometimes have anxiety. Am I following the fingers in front of my face So tell correctly? everyone why they want your eyes to mm-hmm. be moving. Great yeah. question, yeah. Laura. Yeah. So when we sleep and run sleep, um, our brains are tr- uh, processing and integrating things that have happened in the day. And when we have trauma, our brains are like, where do I integrate this? I don't know what to do with this. This is just very scary. So when we re- we um, create that, uh, our, the REM sleep kind of back and forth, um, that can really, so it's called bilateral stimulation. So back and forth on a Mm-hmm. Um, lateral plane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that can replicate it, and then we can really start to heal things. And what we're doing in EMDR, so again, like if you have that traumatic experience, then maybe I say, okay, think about that. What's coming up for you, Laura? We'll do a couple repetitions around that. You'll bring up something like, oh, yeah, you know, my grandma didn't show up for some reason. That really stressed me out. Sit with that. What was the feeling? What was the need? And then what we can do is integrate things like, okay, what 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 if grandma was there? Would you have felt more supported? Who else could be in the audience that you feel more supported by? And then reintegrating that memory with those happy memories is something okay. that we do. But if you don't like the eye movement, if you don't want me doing this in front of your face all, you know, session, um, there's other... For our listeners, she's waving her fingers in front of my face. Yeah, Yeah. really close and invasive. No. Um, And that's really effective for a lot of people. There's other methods you can use, though, to create that same stimulation. But let me just go back a little bit. So what's happening, though, is when you're going back to that old memory Mm -hmm. and with the eye movement, it's actually helping your brain Mm -hmm. 
reprocess mm-hmm. that memory and start to what see it in a different way mm-hmm. or feel it in a different way is that how that yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So with that bilateral stimulation, your brain, again, is replicating uh, REM sleep where mm-hmm. we're processing. Dreams are supposed to be healing. They're supposed to be working out something that... Subconscious is working yep. out the stuff mm-hmm. that it doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do with. Yeah. yeah. And think about nightmares. Think about rep, uh, dreams that we have over and over again. Mm-hmm. So a common one is like, I'm driving a car and it's out of control. Yeah. There's some sort of anxiety or something there that our brains is playing that over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Um, so again, sometimes it doesn't know how to integrate it. So we have to associate things that help it integrate, putting those positive things in that folder along yeah. with that. Um but I'll talk a little bit more about other ways of doing the bilateral. Yeah. So, again, if you don't want me on top of you for all session, um, <laughs> there's other things that we can do. So one of the th- methods that I like to use the most is you have you hold in each hand buzzers. And then so you're not having to think, OK, I'm following these eye movements. Right. It's doing this automatically. It's going back and forth, back and forth creating that same bilateral and then you can close your eyes and often people can get more in touch deeper with into the memories and, mm-hmm. and visualize them yep. more and another thing we can do is bilateral sound so maybe you'll have headphones on uh, going on and you can hear it then we take the headphones off after about 20 repetitions mm-hmm. and say okay what was coming up for you mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of different ways to do it some people prefer to like tap their legs back and forth or have the therapist do that so Again, there's many different ways of doing that. And I think a lot because of the name, a lot of people don't know that. So it's yes. bilateral stimulation that's helping, whether it's eyes or anything else. Yeah. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. the mechanism that helps you to reprocess yep. mm-hmm. the memory. Yep. Very, very cool. Yeah. So and um this is something that comes a lot up for me when I'm working with clients in hypnotherapy, uh, is they're wondering what if going back to these old memories that maybe I forgot is actually Mm -hmm. going to re-traumatize me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those further back memories are actually the first point that we can resolve and going back to those, right? So yeah, it can be emotionally very difficult. We might cry during sessions. So the example you gave from Rachel Evan Wood, right? Crying was very cathartic to her in that moment, right? It's it's that release. So yeah, it can be difficult to, you know, regain some of these memories, but they're locked somewhere inside of us. There's a reason why we don't remember it. And then there's that release finally. And they are, even if we've tucked them away, they are having some sort of impact. And that's usually in the form of like anxiety, mm-hmm. even like addiction. I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of things that, yeah. that can be influencing. Exactly. Yeah. So that is really helpful. So people have a little bit more of an idea of what that yeah. process looks like, what you're mm-hmm. getting into when you sign up yeah. for some EMDR sessions. Yeah. And it really is, like you said, a gentle process. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to force anything that you're not ready for. You build coping skills mm-hmm. before you really dive into that yep. that deep work. So it's a really healing, positive, be- mm-hmm. beneficial experience. Maybe not easy, but yeah. definitely beneficial. And one more thing about that that can really help is when we're in the therapeutic room with somebody that isn't going to trust us, that is guiding us on a journey, we can also, t- we're talking about those traumatic things in a safe space. Mm-hmm. So you know this is a safe space. I'm with somebody who's supportive, and that also helps the process mm-hmm. of reintegrating those memories. I can talk about this really hard thing in a safe environment. Right. So that's very helpful. Yep. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, that is very helpful. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we return, we'll be talking more about EMDR therapy, who invented it, what yes. the process looks like, and how it can help you get unstuck and move forward in a positive and healthy way. Stay tuned to Holding Ground. 
Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Folding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Our veterans risked it all to protect our freedom. One of the best ways to say thank you is to volunteer to support them. At a time in history where kindness is a virtue, volunteering means a lot. For over 47 years, Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization with the support of citizens like you, have delivered therapy kits to veterans who need them. To volunteer or learn more, visit HealVets.org. That's HealVets.org. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Hunting may seem like an unexpected pastime for Iowa resident Rachel Vanderwerf. I did not grow up hunting. I was not at all involved in the hunting world. An environmental consultant, she was vegan for a while because of animal welfare and sustainability concerns. But Vanderwerf missed eating meat. So to obtain it in a way she feels is ethical, she decided to try hunting. And after her first deer hunt, she was hooked. Really, that was the first time that I felt like I was part of nature and part of the food system. As she's gotten more involved, she's realized that hunting can inspire people to protect wildlife habitat. She says hunters often lead land conservation efforts in her state. Iowa has lost 99% of its native prairie and wetlands. It's really important to conserve what we have left. So today, Vanderwerf leads a group called Edible Outdoors. It offers classes on hunting, fishing, and foraging. She hopes these practices help people feel more connected to nature. The more people are out enjoying our land, the more likely that they're going to be invested in wanting it to be conserved. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Holding Ground on KKNW 1150 AM. And we are here to every Monday morning talking a little bit about everything when it comes to therapy and positive mental health. Mm-hmm. And today, Michelle, our resident trauma expert and EMDR therapist, is explaining how EMDR therapy works and how it can help clients really overcome the traumatic experiences that have been obstacles and barriers to moving forward in their lives. So, Michelle, let's get a little bit into the history. Who came up yeah. with EMDR? In the 80s, um, a psychologist and educator named Francine Shapiro, she stumbled on this actually more or less. So, um, And then she began, began testing it, and the more she did it, she found that it was really helpful for folks. It's so interesting. Some of the best therapies that psychologists and psychiatrists just accidentally yeah, stumble exactly. on when they're working uh-huh. with clients. The power of research, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I was doing my a little bit of my own research on this topic, and I came across an, uh, an article that was published in the Permanente Journal by mm-hmm. Kaiser Permanente. And they t- did their own study, and they reported that 100% of single trauma victims and 77% of multiple trauma victims no longer had PTSD after uh, six 50-minute EMDR therapy sessions. What yeah. do you, isn't that pretty amazing? That is, yeah. So, yeah, it can be six sessions for sure. Yeah, it's a... I mean, we don't, we're not putting a time frame no. on it, but how powerful is that for people? Seventy-seven percent of people right. who had multi-trauma, mm-hmm. multi-different, uh, multiple traumatic events. So mm-hmm. that was pretty amazing. And they compared that to another study that was done mm-hmm. that said had even better results, saying that eighty-four percent to ninety percent of tr- uh, single trauma victims no longer had PTSD symptoms after three sessions. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty amazing. And they even compared it to treatment with me- uh, medication. So with fluxetine, mm-hmm. they had a, a group that was treated with fluxetine, which is also Prozac, the yeah. commercial, mm-hmm. uh, the non-generic name is Prozac. Um, and they said that the people who used EMDR versus the group that used medication mm-hmm. actually had better, longer-lasting results. Mm-hmm. So medication really just helps with the symptoms of what we're dealing with. And medication can be a very important yes, part of the process. Yes, we, and sometimes yeah. you can't even engage in therapy with until you are on some medication. So That's right. no shame in, in needing yeah. medication. Yeah. So, yeah, medication can help us stabilize and then get to a place where life's a little bit better and we're ready to examine some things. Because, again, medication helps with the symptoms, yeah. right? Those and, really physical symptoms mm-hmm. that are making it hard to yeah. maybe, you know, even function day to day. Yeah. yeah get out of bed, right? It's yeah. really hard for people sometimes. So Who yeah. experience trauma. Yeah. Exactly. So medication and therapy together is really sometimes the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But these are pretty impressive numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So, so it's very exciting. I'm yeah. very excited. Everyone wants to do it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> So tell us, tell me a little bit more about Francine Shapiro. What, I mean, what was her theory around all this? How did she? You said she landed on it accidentally, but what you, it was it was something about like the, how the memories are transferred in the brain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a more general experience around that, and then practicing again these bilateral stimulations that replicate our brain, um, trying to process things from a dream standpoint. And again, when we have nightmares and dreams that are um, consistent over time and we just keep having these dreams, like a very common one is, you know, our teeth falling out, for example, right? I've actually had that dream. I have it all the time, (laughs) a lot of times. And they relate it to a lot of different things. So it could be like, I feel loss of control. Mm -hmm. I think that's one that we don't think of a lot with our teeth falling out. Um, Sometimes it can be just vanity based. So Yeah. yeah, there's a wide range of that. 
So clearing that, you know, that consistent overtime dream, right, is something that can happen because we're not integrating it with positive experiences, with healthy experiences. So our brain's still like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even, I mean, that can be really extreme. Sometimes people can have night terrors where they're having Mm -hmm. nightmares. Yeah, that's a huge symptom a lot of times of PTSD. Yeah, we can't. We can't get over it. You know, it, it's present when we're awake. We It's present when we're sleeping. So it's very debilitating. And the reason that this is happening, I think it's important to recognize, is that your body wants to, your your brain and your body want to heal. So it's trying to find ways for you to look at this mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times when people start having panic attacks is that they have, they have compartmentalized something that's very traumatic to them and they don't want to deal with it. But their mm-hmm. body is trying to signal to them, you need to address yeah. something. Like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, this is still here. Look yeah. at me right and it's like nope push it back down and then what happens we just keep having those panic and it, attacks we just keep having those nightmares and it just keeps getting worse and then mm-hmm. maybe we're trying to use things to numb like mm-hmm. substances or yeah. addictive habits so avoidance anything yes right? yeah yeah so mm-hmm. just digging in there and getting it resolved is what we want to do i just am so impressed by that uh kaiser study that's pretty yeah. magical results yeah. so i'm wondering do you have some real life examples you could give us michelle of clients you've worked with and how this has helped them Yeah. So one example um, that's pretty powerful. um, We were talking a little bit about, you know, war veterans a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier. Um, So I had a client a while back. She was in war. um, She was in the Air Force and um, I believe it was Desert Storm. And so, you know, a lot of things happen when we're in the armed services. We're given, you know, commands or orders that maybe we don't necessarily agree with. So she came out of that experience of having a lot of feelings of um, I should have done more. Um, I shouldn't have done what I did. Right. Because there can be a lot violent. of judgment about how you respond to mm-hmm. that situation. Yeah. yeah. So she developed this um, belief of, you know, I'm a really horrible person. I deserve, you know, really bad punishment. You know, take me into the courtyard and you know shoot me I mean Mm. things like that she really started to believe and by the time we were done with EMDR she's like you know what no I don't deserve that I'm not that bad um I deserve compassion for myself I you know I have to look at that experience of you know those unfortunately were the orders I was given it's Mm. not a choice that she would have made otherwise right right so reintegrating that in a way um and learning that yeah she does have some self-worth she doesn't deserve that and so it can be very powerful in that ways um especially you know we talked about again war veterans right we have people that um consistently can come to us with a lot of ptsd and that can really help heal that so not only did she get over like the emotional and like direct physical response she now has some more positive self-beliefs around her experience and can move forward yeah and a positive healthy self-esteem can only have a positive impact on your life Mm -hmm. in fact that's what you need to create the results that you're actually wanting yeah you know so combat i think is a great example i also have over the years worked with clients who are first responders Oh, um, that's such an important one. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. And over, you know, seeing traumatic events for a year, you know, if you mm-hmm. have a 20, 30 year career in one of those fields that can you can be taking in a lot of negativity, mm-hmm. seeing a lot of traumatic things happen. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen with people is it can have a really negative impact on their relationships. They start to see the worst in everyone because they see that so frequently in their yeah. job. And then they project that into their relationships Mm -hmm. in their personal life, which can obviously have very devastating results. So being able to treat that, treat those fears and anxieties that are coming up can have a really positive impact on your relationships. Yeah.
Yeah, especially our first responders right now, right? Mm -hmm. Doctors that are um, in the hospital all day working with COVID. Um, People, you know, first responders, um, paramedics, we often Mm -hmm. think about a lot. They see the worst of the worst, right? They see that first, okay, we're picking the person up. We see the first real hard thing that, you know, that person's experiencing before they get to the hospital. Um, A lot of life can be lost in that. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of life is being lost now with our first responders. And our first responders are really struggling. So, Yeah. yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I think, you know, and even people having so much anxiety about being out in the world. I was thinking about when we started uh, having things happen with COVID and and having to take these precautions that we need to to, to care for ourselves, you know, wearing masks and, and washing our hands and all the things that we're that are positive that we're doing right now. But it reminded me of my uh, grandmother who was alive mm-hmm. during the time of the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. And she, I always thought she was kind of off a little bit because she was so afraid mm-hmm. of germs but mm-hmm. all but I was later that came to my mind that that is something that she carried with her lifelong yeah from having an experience of living in a pandemic that, yeah. that she had a real fear of germs which is valid very but I think yeah. sometimes it was a little <laughs> over a little overwhelming mm-hmm. with hers and maybe mm-hmm. that fear was pretty amplified throughout mm-hmm. her life so I think that's really going to be one of the outcomes of COVID now is, yeah. you know, people are going to be much more vigilant about washing their hands and avoiding germs and maybe wearing masks, you know, well after this is over. Anytime Which we is, get a cold, yeah. you know, now we're going to make sure we're protecting other people. So mm-hmm. it does have a strong benefit. But, you know, if we're hyper vigilant about germs, we're washing our hands to a point where they're bleeding or, not leaving, or something not like leaving that. our houses not at all. Not leaving the house because we see yeah. the world is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So, again, this is something that can be very beneficial yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there might be a lot of need for for EMDR as we go through this pandemic experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a very traumatic time for a lot of people. So when you work with somebody and they do a series of sessions mm-hmm. with you, and our goal is always to get them into a good place so they don't come to see us forever, that they yeah. are really yeah. functioning at a higher healthy level. Mm-hmm. How do you know when somebody has gotten back on track and yeah. is ready to get back out into the world. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, first of all, is therapy is great, but we're not looking for clients, you know, necessarily. We're not saying your treatment plan is 10 years of therapy, right? <laughs> yeah. it we're not be. very good if that's I the mean, case. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, if you really like us, keep coming back, yeah. right? But the point of therapy mm-hmm. is healing and, you know, therapy, okay, getting past, you know, we want you being to get past complete it. Yeah. with our therapy, right? So then you can go out into the world. So um, one of the things we do with that EMDR to make sure that it did work. So when we target a specific memory on a scale of zero to 10, we say, okay, how's your emotion around this? Okay, maybe it's a seven. What is your physical response around this? Maybe it's a 10. Mm-hmm. And then each time we do some reprocessing at the session, we'll reevaluate, right? Where's that score now? Oh, it's a two. Okay, we're making some progress, right? Yeah. And then when that's down to zero, it's neutralized and we know, okay, that memory is you know, heal, that event is less effective on us. So that's the way we measure it, right? So we wouldn't say, well, you've been here for five sessions. You're still rating seven or eight on all of these symptoms, but, you know, you're done. We want to get that down to a zero, and that's how we know. Very, very cool. Well, Mm -hmm. there is a lot of good material here, and so we are so excited that we're now offering this type of therapy, EMDR therapy at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Um, and it's a huge topic. We have a ton of content on our website about trauma and about EMDR therapy mm-hmm. and how it can help you. There's so many aspects, like we said, work, relationships. Um, when you're in recovery and you want to prevent relapse, it's yeah. a really important therapy that can be very beneficial. So so if you are interested in maybe talking to Michelle about doing some EMDR therapy or just want to get more information, go ahead and 
head over to angerlighttherapy.com mm-hmm. and you can sign up for our complimentary 20-minute consultation. Mm-hmm. And even if you aren't ready for therapy but just want some resources, just yeah, give exactly. us a call. We want to talk to you. Yep. We'll figure out, you know, if you're a good you know, if you feel comfortable with us and it's a good fit for you to come to our practice. Um, so, yeah, head over to our website. We have some blogs. We have some landing pages that definitely answer more questions around this. And sometimes we talk about it on social media as well. So make sure you get all the information you can by following yes, us. Yes, we're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So and also, if you want to just catch us next time on Holding Ground, that works, too. We'll be back next Monday at 9 a.m., but you remember, you can find us anytime on KKNW as well as all the good places where podcasts are streamed. So thank yeah. you so much. We'll see you yes, next week. thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. We'll see you next week.